say this, Chief. So if I'm saying to you, to anybody, why ABCA, and, and I'm not saying this critically, I know you've never been there. Because if mm. you've been there, the why ABCA conversation's <laughs> over. Because you, you just, point. I would be heartbroken to miss one. Yeah. You know, it's just the, the education. To be able to sit there and listen to the best of the best tell us how they teach our craft. It's, it's unbelievable. Obviously, you run through the filter of you're not just bringing anybody on your podcast. So sure. I, I think by you putting it out, it's telling me um, or any listener like, hey, there's something in here. There's something worthwhile in here from somebody in your sport uh, that's doing what you're trying to do. Every single person that shows up to the ABCA convention, they don't show up there for the food, right? The food <laughs> might be good, but they're showing up there to get better and to try to win more games. It's kind of like I go to Outback Steakhouse, and I know exactly what I'm going to get, but every now and then I might add coconut shrimp on the side. Sure. That's my baseball life. If you're paying attention, you always have something to learn. That's the it. podcast, there's always more that you can develop. It's kind of like salt and pepper. You just keep adding it to your meal, mm-hmm. and it just keeps tasting better. You're dialed in to the ABCA's Calls from the Clubhouse podcast. Connecting our coaches with some of the best baseball minds in our game. Now here's your host, Jeremy Sheetinger. Broadcasting from the ABCA National Office here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Welcome back or welcome to our Calls from the Clubhouse podcast. This is your baseball coaching source for certified audio gold and the place where you come to connect the very best baseball minds in our game. Here we are, coaches, our 100th episode, triple digits. We have embraced the century mark, and it is a flood of emotions on the other end of this microphone. I can promise you that. It's a truly surreal moment for me, guys. April 26th of 2016, we launched this podcast with a healthy mix of confidence and doubt, a fervor to grow baseball and its coaches, but just not sure how it would be received, a show created in the spirit to break down the fundamentals of baseball to the nth degree, and what came out from the airwaves has been that and so much more. So thanks again for dialing in for the first time or your 100th time. And that's how we want to start this podcast, with a sincere and heartfelt capitalized in the script. Thank you to each and every one of our loyal listeners that are out there listening to this. You have been and always will be the most important dynamic of this podcast. I mean, think about it. If you have a podcast that doesn't have any listeners, do you even have a podcast at all? And you guys listen. We build these shows, our guest list, our content, our questions with each and every one of you in mind on how we can help challenge you to keep growing and stay in constant search of the better way. You are the motivating factor that brings us to hit record. So again, we're grateful for each of you. Talking about those that take feverish notes to those in Automobile University, to our listeners on the mowers, and for all of us that are on a quest to find more certified audio gold. Thank you. If you're a first timer, connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Find us at ABCA1945. You can also head over to our website, ABCA.org, if you're looking for more information about what our baseball coaching fraternity here is all about. Also, please feel free to reach out to me directly at Coach Sheets3 on Twitter or by email Sheets, S H E E T S, at ABCA.org. I have never enjoyed reading emails and getting messages on Twitter more then let me hear from you guys, the listeners, on how these shows are working on you, where, when, and how you find time to listen, how you've turned your players and other coaches onto these shows. 
It's beyond awesome. So please keep those coming as we move forward. Also, a huge thanks to the great folks over at AstroTurf and the great folks over at Rawlings for their support of our Calls in the Clubhouse podcast. They believed in this medium to reach coaches with their messages. They jumped on board, and their sponsorship is much appreciated. We wouldn't bring them into this community if we didn't believe in their core missions, their products, and again, very grateful for their support of the show. Thanks again, AstroTurf. Thanks again, Rawlings. Lastly, I have to thank the guys in the ABCA National Office for supporting the show throughout these two and a half years and for being along for the ride with all of us. Zach Hale, our membership and convention coordinator, each week he's the guy that builds those sweet main show graphics you see out there on Twitter and Facebook. He was the one on the front lines developing the podcast logos we've used from day one, the hashtag ABCA chat graphics, and he has been instrumental in helping me name these podcasts from his thinking chair in his office. So big thanks, Zale, on that. Also, John Litchfield, our business and communications director, he was with me on the very creation of this podcast, and he handles all the uploading and website duties on this, stuff that I couldn't even approach understanding, and John handles all that. So thanks again, Litchie. And Bart and Jimmy, Maddie, Juan, Diego, they've all played various roles in this through advice or ideas and even just support of the show. So thanks, men, for everything that you do. Plus my boss, the executive director here at the ABCA, Craig Kylitz, for trusting me with the mic to spread the word about the ABCA and supporting this show and its vision for helping coaches grow and develop. So thanks so much, Craig, on that note. Okay, let's get to this episode. And I went back and forth on how do we celebrate 100 shows. So many great coaches have graced our airwaves. So what's the best method here? What we landed on was to simply hear from some past podcast guests on how they see the show, how they dial in and learn from other guests and how this association has helped guide them towards developing as a coach. So that's what we did. We teed them up for some questions and several short interviews, all in an effort to help us celebrate our 100th show. And I could keep thanking you guys for hours upon hours for staying dialed into the podcast, but it's because of how much this community means to me, it means to the national office. You are why this fraternity of baseball dudes is so special. Your hunger for growth opportunities, your commitment to being the best that you can be for your players, your desire to be stewards of baseball along with us, it's the same team here, guys. We're all fighting and working to positively change the culture of coaching around the world, and it's truly an honor and a blessing to be in this fraternity with each of you. And guess what? 100 shows into this whole thing, just starting to pop back and get loose. We're just getting warmed up, so hang tight. So here we go. For old time's sake, pull up a bucket with us. Let's dive into episode 100 on this week's Calls from the Clubhouse podcast. Get ready, coaches. This great show is coming at you right now. So let's dive right into this. We're going to welcome in former podcast guest, a friend of the ABCA, a friend of mine, a friend of yours, a friend of the Wawa Philly cheesesteak. We're going to welcome in Mike Rooney. Roons, thanks for jumping on the call. You got it, Chief. Yeah, Wawa, <laughs> Wawa life. I love it. <laughs> well, we know you're a huge fan. I know there's a, a sponsorship quota I've got to hit as we get through this. So I want to make sure I got number one out of the way. Um, let's get right into this, man. As you know, we're celebrating our 100th episode. It's a great opportunity for us to reach back to some of those former podcast guests and just bring them forward to our number 100. 
You came on episode 38 with Kyle Peterson. What an honor it was for me to get both you guys on the same call. And we talked through the state of college baseball. Now, that was June of 2017. We've seen Florida dogpile since then. We've seen Oregon State dogpile. Lots happened. Can you just give us the quick synopsis of what's maybe changed since the last time we had that conversation? Yeah, I, I mean, tons of positive. You know, like mm-hmm. I think college baseball has got some real momentum going on. You know, on the TV side, ESPN's ratings two years in a row have been massive. Yes. Um, you know, attendance is great all over the country. I mean, you know, schools are investing in college baseball like they never have mm-hmm. before. And, you know, I, I think the thing that's interesting is we still have areas of controversy. Like, we're still kind of struggling over how to get recruiting right. And, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's it, it never, things are never going to be perfectly harmonious. But what I love is, the volume on these conversations is louder, which means it's more passionate. So, you know, there's things that I love that are going on. There's things that, you know, boy, I wish we could change this, that, or the other thing. But I would say she's overall just, I feel tremendous momentum in our sport. Mm. And um, I'm really excited for what that brings in the future. Gosh, well, I'll tell you, man, on behalf of a lot of our listeners and obviously college baseball fans, what you've done for the game, what obviously KP's doing for the game, your bucket hat game at the World Series. I mean, you guys have just done – you really are, man. You're doing a phenomenal job of preaching the great word about college baseball, and uh, I think that's been the residual effect we've seen. So I, I hate to talk shop with you, man, but when we get you on, we want to make sure we touch on that. Again, listeners, episode 38 was a phenomenal conversation, a great show. Uh, make sure you go check that one out. Now, Runes, we've been friends for a number of years now, but I know you're an avid supporter of the podcast, man. A couple retweets here and there. I know you listen to some shows. So we got to ask when we get you on, man, from where you sit, and you've got a unique perspective because you're in that media world. What's been your take on the podcast? What's been your perspective? And then what have been maybe the episodes that have jumped off to you that have really hit home? Yeah, I just, I mean, I think if you're a coach, you know, even though I'm not currently coaching, mm-hmm. you just, you consider yourself a teacher and a teacher for life. and uh, you know, I, I just, I love, there, there's so much I love about the podcast. One is I love hearing how different people teach the game. Mm. And I'll give you an example, Perry Hill, uh, you know, I was an infield guy mm-hmm. and, and Perry, and, you know, I think anybody that's worked with infielders has struggled with, man, I've got guys that are great at everything, but they're not confident, accurate throwers. Yes. And it's really hard to get past that. And, uh, you know, Perry Hill of the Marlins, boy, his, podcast was a I I mean I'll never forget him saying hey thumb to the ground is just an awesome simple trick for infielders that are struggling with that and you know I I just little things like that and then I I love biographies you know I love Mm -hmm. hearing where people came from and you know how they what their journey was and you know I think about Brian O'Connor's podcast that you guys did recently and Oak just aired it out and there's a guy that you know, in many ways built Virginia into what it is today from square one, won a national title, and now this year missed the tournament for the first time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just a great lesson about not taking it personally, which is so hard in this profession where you pour so much of your soul into the job and then you're supposed to not take the results personally. (laughs) You know, I think I've heard Augie Garrido, the late Augie Garrido, say that a million times. And a million times I've thought to myself, man, that's really easy to say and hard to do. Yeah, but, <laughs> no doubt. You know, just so, I mean, Dan, Dan Heathner was, you know, I, I love uh, self-education and the power of positive thinking. And, you know, Heath gave great um, podcasts he listened to and books he reads yeah. and people he reads. I thought that was, I mean, I could go on and on. I'll tell you another one. He, uh, 
sheets right off the top is you had Matt Bragg, who's now at Rice, yep. and Tom Eller at Hartford Community College. And I'm a guy that was a high school coach, a junior college coach, and a Division One coach. So I love hearing the different perspectives on teaching things, even though we may perceive the levels as different. The results, obviously, very, very similar. So, you know, I think for me, it's I love hearing people's biographies. I love hearing how people teach different things. Uh, I, I can't get enough of that stuff. I love it. As you were going through that, I was thinking of just a couple comments that we've made, and one in particular when I had the awesome opportunity to bring on Clint Hurdle from the Pirates, a guy I've admired from a distance, and we had a chance to connect and bring him on the podcast. And one of the things that really sold him to come on, you're going to love this, Runes, he asked, well, Sheets, well, why me, man? Why, why are you picking me out of anybody else you could get? Why, why do you think I could bring value in a very humble way? And I, and I never really thought about it to that sense. And I'm going to go back to your point. You talk about the different perspectives, but I said, Clint, I'm going to put it to you like this, man. We can bring you on the show. You can lay out your journey in baseball. We can lay out your philosophy, how you continue to grow and learn and change and morph and, and how the game continues to teach you something every day. And what's awesome is Chuck Box from Hartfield Academy High School. We're going to have on Matt Braga from Rice. We're going to have on Andrew Wright from University of Charleston. And we're going to have on Clint Hurdle, high school, all the way through college into professional baseball. And what's awesome, they're all the same guy. Oh, it's so good. I'll tell you another one. When you were talking about uh, Clint Hurdle right there, she's, I thought about Andy McKay's podcast. Yes. And you talk about, like, I consider myself kin with Andy McKay in that, (laughs) you know, we're guys that didn't play pro ball. I don't think Andy played pro ball. I don't think so. But, you know, our roots were deeply rooted in college baseball. Mm -hmm. But yet now Andy's this guru in pro ball and talking about launch angle and analytics. (laughs) And those are two things that I've quite honestly struggled with at times. Yeah. And to hear someone that I feel connected to who has is further down the journey than I am, boy, that was so powerful and so valuable. So I, I'm with you, man. I, I, it's been awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, speaking on launch angle and all the metrics, go to episode 95 with Jason Ochart from Driveline. He really explains all that stuff so easy. I've had so much great feedback come in from that episode in particular. Just, man, the way that Jason lays things out. So there's one for your runes on the drive home today. Love it. We have to do this, man. We can't get you on if we don't let the runes rating system your 2080 scale come into play here. So a couple categories I want to try to get your feedback on. And from where you sit, what would you give our intro music? Now, the caveat here is that there's two different ones. When you listen to Calls from the Clubhouse, the main show, we've got our own music there. We've switched it up on Dugout Chatter to keep listeners guessing. What would you grade our intro music at? So I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to tell you, Sheets, I'm, I'm going to really <laughs> let the shaft out on this. Like there's, there's going to be some grades here that may sing a little bit. And I think there's going to be some grades you're going to be really excited about. And I'm going to assume in the area of intro music that there are no logistical challenges and you're not putting a budget on me. Okay. I'm going to give the intro songs. I like the second one better than the first. Okay. I'm going to give them both 35s okay. because what I want to see us get to is like some ACDC, rock and roll, ain't noise pollution, something like that. Now, having said that, there may be some licensing issues, yeah. some budgetary issues, but so I'm assuming we don't have those issues, but if, but if those are the case, I would say I like number two better than number one, Okay, but uh but I'd say the intro music is not the carrying tool for the pod. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna pay for those licenses. We're gonna go out and get some stuff that that we all have CDs. We all have it on our on our phones. And then I'm gonna make sure. Hey, this is your membership dollars at work. I just want to let you know when you when you when you become a member of the ABCA, you're paying for intro music. Um, Dudes went up this year because. <laughs> 
because <laughs> Rune it. said so. Uh, we had to. Uh, what about the intros to the show? Now, a good friend of our, both of ours, Joe Ferraro, uh, has always been very complimentary. I hope that, that that comes through on this rating, but the intros that lead into the show, what do you got? Yeah, I think, um, I think very strong in the area of edification. The, um, I think you do an awesome job, Sheets, of describing who we're going to listen to. Okay. So I'm all in on that part. The, um, I think for all of us, it's funny, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on a lot of stuff, and I'm also... You know, I'm a like I love podcasts and I love yes. radio. And some, some, you know, a critique that I've gotten that I, I share with everybody is you have to be careful with intros that go too long because yes. you could lose a listener. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's that's um, that's counsel I have to give myself. So you know, I, I, I share it with everybody. But I, I love the edification part. I think you do an awesome job letting me know, okay, Andy McKay's coming on the show. Here's who he is. Here's what he's done. Mm. Here's why it's important that you hear him. I think that's a great balance between edifying the guests and then also being very um, economical in the area of time. And a number. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 50 right there. 50. I can live with that. Okay. I, that's, that's room to yeah, grow. And every day big bigger. <laughs> no doubt. All right. Now, now host jokes. Now I feel like I lead the league in podcast host <laughs> jokes. Now I may be off on that. What's Rune say? Uh, I would say, gosh, that's a great question. I would say I, in general, I appreciate your sense of humor. So I'm going to give you a 65 right there. Oh man. Well, I got to open the door cause my head just ballooned up. I appreciate that. Uh, it's an area, <laughs> it's an area I try to be great right. in. Um, Overall content. Now, I, I love you're such a perfect guest for this and, uh, and for the rating because you come from a coaching background. It's not like you live in media. You you have that unique perspective. So in terms of content that really drives the show, what do you grade that out? Yeah, I'd say this is an easy 80. I mean, it's, you know, I love that it's we get coaches from all over the spectrum. We get coaches that have different specialties. We get coaches that you know, some coaches are super old school. Some coach, mm-hmm. coaches are super new school. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think the content is phenomenal. And honestly, Sheets, this is some of the content I'm not, and this is a compliment, I'm not naturally attracted to, like Jason Ochart that you just said. Yeah. Like, I recently have downloaded that podcast because I'm making myself listen to it because oh. I'm not geared that way but that's the beauty of the podcast and the beauty of the content is it's well balanced so it's almost like it's a way for me to force myself to to round myself out so good awesome now take all those into account and give us the overall runes rating oh dude this is an 80 this podcast (laughs) is an 80 man this is i am all in yes that's that's why i invited you on i knew at the end of the day we'd live in that (laughs) hall of fame territory um, you know, we were talking before we got recording, and it's a conversation that happens a lot. You know, when you have guys that, that are, don't know what podcasts are, I feel like whenever I'm around a group of coaches, I've got to direct them to that purple icon on their iPhone they didn't even know was there. They've hidden away somewhere. But I'm interested from where you sit. Like, how, how have you used podcasts? How do you use them in your day-to-day? Uh, and then offer some other shows that you pay attention to. Oh, man, I'll, I'll tell you that, you know, when I exercise, I'm listening to podcasts mm-hmm. when I'm driving and I'm in the car. I have a two hour drive to the airport every week. So there's four hours of podcast. And I mean, I was taught long ago that, you know, turn your car into a university. Yes. I, I'm fairly certain I even heard that for the first time in an ABCA <laughs> convention. So I'm a believer in it. And, you know, the truth is there's so much great stuff out there in podcasts. You know, some of it's entertainment and some of it is education. So I can't wait to get, when I do the grocery shopping in my house and when I'm in the, grocery store, I got my earbuds in and I'm listening to podcasts. So, um, 
you know, it's just, I'm a, I'm a believer in it. It's, you know, it's, it's that ongoing education that you're getting your hands on and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm all in on it. So it, it's it. some of that, like, you know, I got ABCA and like stuff that I love, like I'm a Notre Dame football junkie. I've yep. got two podcasts on Notre Dame football in here. <laughs> I've got fantasy football. I've got Brian Kane. You know, I've got one, two, three, four college baseball podcasts on here. I've got, you know, Kevin Wilson, KWB radio. Yep. I'm so you know, MLB pipeline because I love following kids in the minors. So um, the, the Yahoo Sports Baseball one. I, I don't know. I'm in on okay. podcasts. I just, you know, music is fun, but this is a way for me to take time that I, I really can't do much and turn it into constructive time. That's awesome. Great job. And the last question I got for you, Mike, when we're looking at YABCA, now we've seen this push on social media, hashtag YABCA, this movement to get our loyal members to really preach the great word and rally more troops, make sure that we're turning over every stone to make sure youth, high school, college, and uh, professional guys are tuned into what we're doing. Why ABCA for you? Why do you show up every year? What do you get out of the membership? Are you really looking forward to that bro hug you're going to get when you see me in Dallas? Open, <laughs> open that up. Yeah, I would say this, Sheath. So if I'm saying to you, to anybody, why ABCA? And, and I'm not saying this critically. I know you've never been there. Because if mm. you've been there, the why ABCA conversation's <laughs> over. Because you, you just point. I would be heartbroken to miss one. Yeah. You know, it's just. The, the education, to be able to sit there and listen to the best of the best tell us how they teach our craft. Hmm. It's, it's unbelievable. The networking, even if there was no clinics going on, Sheets, I would go just for the networking, just for new people I can meet. Because I, I really believe in our game and most walks of life, we're only as strong as our relationships. We're only as strong as our network. And, you know, I, I got my start in college baseball because I met George Horton at a clinic and this clinic was one one thousandth of the size of the ABCA. Sure. And this is when I was a low 20-year-old high school coach. I didn't even know there was an ABCA yet. And so I, I just think that the teaching part I love, and I think we're all junkies for that in baseball, learning how others teach our game. But the networking is off the charts. The people you run into, the people you meet, the relationships you can maintain – I I barely sleep when I go, and it's awesome. I I love every second of it. Sending a call out to San Luis Obispo to connect with the legend himself, Jerry Weinstein. Jerry, thanks for jumping on the call with us, my friend. Jeez, great to be on. We're excited to have you again, man. We're celebrating this 100th episode, and it just made sense for me, a guy that's, that's 50 years inside the ABCA. You're also one of our first guests, episode 16, For Love of the Game with Jerry Weinstein. Now, I want to connect with you on that because we're talking about that episode. What's been your experience from coming on that show? What kind of feedback did you get? You know, How, how did that go for you? That was really the last show before we walked into our Anaheim convention. And then from where you sit in the baseball community, how do you see the podcast? Again, being a loyal member, that's great. But for who you are in the baseball community, how do you see our podcast fitting in? Well, I mean, I'm always, uh, you know, I, I do a lot of social media stuff. I get a mm-hmm. lot of feedback and, and uh, I got a lot of feedback from, from that, especially from, you know, from guys that uh, that have played for me or I've coached with and, sure. and, and all. But I, I, like I was telling you before, I listen to them all the time. I mean, yeah. I've listened to, you know, you had a recent one with uh, Jason Orchard and, yeah. and Brian O'Connor. And, uh, you know, I, I, I listen to them all, especially when I'm working out. And, uh, I mean, I get, uh, I get new information all the time. I'm you know, like most of the people that are involved in, 
in those types of activities, you know, listen to podcasts, they have a growth mindset. And I yep. think that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, you get something from everybody. That's it. Go into that because I think you are a guy that defines yourself as a, a lifelong learner. Again, a, a, a community we feel like makes up of those type of people make up our listener base. What's something that in chair, you see so much baseball and, and obviously a phenomenal follow on social media at JW on catching. But when you look out at the game and you see the different things that are happening, what's something that's, that's out there that you can reference a moment, like an aha moment where you went, you know what, maybe I could coach that differently, or it just certainly challenged you and what you're doing right now. Well, I think different ways to quantify what you're doing so that it's not just, well, you know, uh, a gut feel. Well, yeah, that guy's improving that you can really, you can really statistically validate what you're doing sure and and also not only validate but then you know a lot of coaching is trial and error and and you know there are no always endeavors in this game and mm-hmm. it's not like one thing is going to work for everybody and so uh you know getting new techniques and new thoughts on on how to approach some of the old stuff that we've been doing mm-hmm. uh is uh you know the, the podcasts and things like that are really open open that that arena for for me especially that's and funny. I spend a lot of time on the computer. Yes, you do. It's evident. But again, if you follow Jerry, it's evident. You know, as as you're going through that, I think a a really neat dynamic is what you mentioned earlier that that you have integrated podcast into your routine, into your day. And I can't tell you enough. I tell our listeners all the time, Jerry, it's educating coaches. Just look at your day and in the ways that you do the things that you do, driving to work and you turn on music or you get to your office and you turn on some music in the background or cutting your grass and you pop in the earbuds and you, and you bang out ACDC or you're working out and guys are starting to figure out that man, there's a different way you could be, uh, we, we call it growing while you're mowing, you know, you could be, uh, in automobile university, you're out recruiting, you're in the car, you're on the plane. How have you integrated that deeply, more deeply into uh, side your routines and then go back to some of those episodes we were talking about, you know, you having some of your former players on the show. How cool is that? So open up those two things for us. Well, I'm, I'm a huge multitasker. I very rarely <laughs> just do one thing. <laughs> you know, I'm always, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, when I'm, when I'm reading a book, I usually have two or three books going <laughs> and, uh, you know, and you know, I very rarely have one window open on the computer. I bounce back and forth between different things. And, you know, like I said, when I work out or if I'm driving, you know, I have, I, it's not usually music. It's usually yeah. I'm listening to, maybe I'm listening. I thought Clint was great on your show yes. and, and yeah. Trevor Hoffman and, yeah. and, you know, and I, and like I, when Andy McKay was on one of my mm-hmm. ex players and Robbie Cooper and guys like that, I think, uh, uh, you know, I, I always listen to what they have to say and, you know, I'm really proud of those guys and what they've accomplished. Uh, you know, I, uh, I thought Tim Cousins was great, and like sure. I said before, Jason Orchard. I mean, I listen to it. I, I and, know, and you know, and I take and I, I, you know, when I'm working out, I take mental notes. When I'm yeah. just sitting at my desk, I'll, I'll write stuff down. I thought Andy Lopez was was really good. And he's a good friend, and mm-hmm. you know, Chris Pollard. He's done a great job at Duke, and sure. you know, got things from him. And uh, you know, I just uh, you know, I'm always like a lot of your listeners. You know, we're just looking for ways to better better service our players that's outstanding. and uh you know if i and it's there's no little things you know everything's important and so if you can just tweak it a little bit you know take a little a small step forward in a particular area or put another uh, different approach in your in your file cabinet that works with a particular player 
then you know you're better for it, and so is the player. Mm, so good. We'll put you on the spot, but I want you to commit to coming back on the show in 2019 with me. You in on that? You bet. Okay. You bet. Anytime. We're gonna, I'd love to. We're going to do that for sure. And I, and I want to leave you with this. When you think about 50 years continuous in the ABCA now, I'm proud. I'm at 15. I got a lot of work. <laughs> I got a whole lifetime membership to go to catch you. Um, when you think about 50 years and, and so many, I mean, our, our listenership is is youth coaches through high school, through travel, through college, into professional baseball. We've got so many uh, different demographics. So from where you sit, 50 years, man, proud, loyal, ABC member, ABCA member, main stage clinician, all those things. How would you sell them on the ABCA? Why should they be part of our coaching fraternity here? Well, the ABCA was really the only clinic at the time, mm-hmm. you know, that, and, and, and early, you know, I was a high school coach at that time. And, and at that time, uh, high school coaches had a tough time getting into yeah. the, into the clinic. It was That's just right. for college baseball coaches. I remember I snuck in to hear Ted Williams, <laughs> but I think that, that just, and you know, I, I think when I first went to the clinic, I got done with the clinic. I said, I am the stupidest guy in the world. I know nothing <laughs> sure. because of the vo- the volume of great information. And over time, you you understand how you can. It's you know kind of like a buffet, and you can't do everything. You kind of mm-hmm. pick and choose what works for you. And and I think that just the idea that there's a lot of information out there. And now with the internet, there's volumes of information. And and but. Uh, you go to an ABCA convention, and, and the small part of the convention is the clinic. Yes. The the biggest part of the convention is you're walking through a hallway, and there's a group of guys talking about something, or you see someone, uh, a friend, or you or you run into someone that you want to pick their brain, and and all of a sudden you have these little mini clinics going on, either in in the hallway or in the uh, uh, exhibit hall or or in someone's room, and I think that's where. I think that's where a lot of the exchange of information and just sharing information with other coaches. And uh, I think it's invaluable. Taking our listeners directly to the pride of Cookville High School, head coach Butch Chaffin. Butch, thanks for jumping on the call again with us. What's up, Sheets? It's my pleasure. And we're excited to have you, my man. Again, we think back about 100 episodes and going back and connecting with former guests, guys that are certainly avid supporters, loyal supporters of the podcast and our association. You had a chance to jump on episode 37, Butchie, when we're looking at dugout chatter and a chance to really highlight your career in baseball. And what I love out of that show and what the feedback we got was just how much, man, you are a true lifelong learner. You're a guy that's constantly in that state of growth and challenging yourself. What was your experience coming on the show? And then certainly as from a high school perspective, what's been your viewpoint of the podcast itself? How has it helped you? Well, first of all, uh, you know, it was an honor to be on the show and kind of spread the message, especially for high school guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I coach at the college level, but I absolutely love the high school game. Mm-hmm. And I think several years ago, before you started the podcast and before ABCA, you know, they knew that high school guys were a big bulk of their membership. Uh, but all of a sudden, you guys really started reaching out and giving high school guys uh, stuff they can use. And I think that's what the podcasts do. You, your guests, you know, you could have maybe perhaps bigger names on your podcast, mm-hmm. but I think the guys that you have on have just a, a heart for development and a heart for taking the average player and giving them stuff that they can use. And, you know, I listened to all the podcasts. <laughs> 
and I try to like work them in, you know, when I'm working on the field by myself or I'm mowing or, you know, just on a trot, you know, I call my runs trots because that's <laughs> sure. kind of what they are, but, yep. uh, you know, that nine and a half minute mile, whatever. <laughs> um, but golly, and you know what sheets has impressed me the most is how many great young coaches there are out there. Yes. Um, you know, right when you think, wow, kids nowadays and all those cliches, you know, you, you get your Clay Cox, your Tyler Gillum, your Matt Tellerico, yep. uh, Kai and Tucker and mm. Tanner Swanson, those guys, you get those young guys that are, they're really good sure. and uh, some of the best in the business. And they're always just throwing nuggets out. And I'm like, wow, their players are so lucky, mm. uh, you know, to be able to learn from them. Mm. I throw you in the in the category with Tim Corbin, who um, listens to every single episode, and he'll text me usually after every other show and say, "Hey, I like that. I like that. That was good." I throw you in that category. Something in the water in Tennessee, you guys. I know you're always listening, so I've got to show up behind the mic. We've got to do something special because uh, I know I'm going to hear about it if we don't. But when you think about you listening to these shows, what, what's some of the takeaways? We talk about that on the show a lot. The takeaways from the podcast, how would you specifically, how do they show up in your program? Has it changed what you do? And then give us maybe some of your favorite episodes, maybe, uh, maybe the ones we, we know about, but maybe the one that really stuck out to you the most. First of all, uh, I'm about an hour east of Vanderbilt's campus Mm -hmm. and you putting me in the same sentence with Tim (laughs) Corbin, the Vandy mafia, I'm sure Brooks Webb or Baxter or somebody is on their way now to snuff me out. But, um, such an honor. And, you know, uh, anybody that follows coach Corbin's lead on how he learns, you know, that guy is so impressive. Yes. Uh, it's an honor, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like I go to Outback Steakhouse and I know exactly what I'm going to get, but every now and then I might add coconut shrimp on the side. <laughs> sure. That's kind of, that's kind of, that's my baseball life. Um, <laughs> I think I have a general overall plan for development and my philosophy and how we're going to win games and how we're going to win practice and the training sessions. And then, gosh, I'll hear, I'll hear somebody, I'll, Matt Tellerico, I, I sat with my mouth open. Indianapolis still hasn't recovered from that because mm-hmm. there's like a giant puddle of drool <laughs> under where I was sitting Sure. because I was like, golly, this is awesome. And I don't know what it is about big slow guys that just fall in love with base running, but that's mm-hmm. kind of me. That's and, uh, you know, I, I sat and listened to him and I would bounce back and forth between, yeah, my guys can do that. And, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And it's like that with so many guys. I listened to Sean Larkin. Mm-hmm. Who, a lot of these guys I've never met in person. I've had contact, you know, on social media and stuff. And, but Sean Larkin talking about the Dodgers development, how he really, they didn't tell him what his job was. He could do whatever he wanted. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh. And he was talking about, you know, how to get, how to get players to do stuff. And then another episode, you know, I've got, I've got several of them. Sure. Uh, coach Carroll from great Britain talking about yes. the British baseball experience. Yeah. That is so cool. I've got to meet that guy. Mm-hmm. And then you got, you know, uh, I got to meet Marty Lee's, uh, with some USA stuff this summer. He's at Washington state. What yes. a great, normal down to earth guy. And you listen to his podcast and he's just throwing stuff at you and, mm-hmm. and riser and Tom, my buddy, Tom Griffin, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody is better than him when it comes to developing a catcher. No and then Coop. Yeah. I loved Coop's episode, mm-hmm. Rob Cooper. And, mm-hmm. 
Dan Hefner, uh, those, those guys, uh, they have a passion for their players. Um, of coach, coach Corman, of course him, Sure. if he says it, it's so, um, <laughs> and you know, here's the thing that guy, you know, he's, he's a humble guy, but he's at the top of the pyramid yeah. and there's a spot in his mind where, you know, he wants to be good and he wants to keep, uh, things fresh and getting better. And you watch his practice sessions and you're like, uh, I don't even think I do baseball after watching, you know, his sessions. And then Darren Fenster, that's my new, that's my new guy. Yeah. I, I may just move in with that dude. That guy is constantly hitting it out of the park. And like I said, uh, Gillum and Cox, those guys have passion. Uh, those are some of my best. And then the high school guys, you got Chuck, Mm -hmm. Chuck box, who I've known for gosh, 30 years yeah, and that guy just keeps getting better. And I, I'm telling you, there was a time last year where I was in the convention hall with all the coaches and I looked around and went, golly, I'm the dumbest one in the room. But the beauty of ABCA is if you're paying attention, you, you always have something to learn. The podcast, there's always more that you can develop. And it's like, you know, like I said, it's kind of like salt and pepper. You just keep adding it to your meal Mm -hmm. and it just keeps tasting better. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, speaking of you and Chuck Box, you guys be up on the main stage in Dallas. What a a tremendous opportunity and and well-deserved for both of you to share your message. We're also looking forward to that. You know, you mentioned earlier about podcasts and and how you've kind of worked them into your daily schedule. And I I love this because I think so many coaches – Look at their daily routine again, driving into work. I know you and I have talked about that. We talked about that on the Barnstormers tour, and right. you turn the music on, and, and that's just what we do. And then you think, well, wait a minute, that's an hour in the car, or you're out working on your field, and you pop in and go some ACDC, some Dave Matthews when you want to go smooth, whatever it is. Now it's a podcast. So, how have you truly the details inside? How have you worked those into your life? Because I think it could educate a coach. And then past our show, what are some other shows that really uh, you know tickled your interest? Well, first of all, you know your show, the podcast, ABCA podcast calls from the clubhouse. You're not turning out enough. I need at least one a day. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll work on that. It, I, I, you've got to work harder. Um, Joe Rogan sets but, the table. Uh, I got to follow suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you guys, I mean, that kind of, that started the podcast business for me as far as like, wow, you can get a lot off a of podcast hmm. and I'm a talk radio guy and talk radio has gotten so stale that the podcast has become the way to go. Cause I can pick and choose. Yep. Uh, I think JG, I think Gilner with the head of the curve, sure. that thing's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think Jack Warren, you know, with top coach mm-hmm. does an amazing job. Uh, Joe with his 1% better, uh, podcast, mm-hmm. you, you can't help but get better. Uh, just listening. Um, there's another one. I listened to a couple. I'm kind of getting into, into this. It's called the science of winning. It's a podcast. Okay. Um, you know, that anything sports psychology, cause I'm always trying to figure out a better way to talk to my guys. Yep. Cause, uh, I'm at a school where, uh, you know, I don't have the SEC athlete, the ACC athlete. So I got to find a better way to connect hmm. and, you know, it, it's a constant search. Um, but you know, the, the podcast, uh, the actual ABCA, you know, Dallas, I can't wait to get to Dallas. Not because I'm on the stage. I'll probably be throwing up all over the place, but, uh, just to share, um, and, and, and have guys share with me and give me feedback. Um, 
you know, ABCA, especially in Dallas, it's like, you know, Disneyland for a baseball coach. No doubt. And I want every coach, I want every coach, baseball coach, I like you, um, I want every coach in America there. That's it. I want it so crowded that ABCA has to spend millions building a permanent facility <laughs> that's nothing but, you know, the convention. That's and. It. Uh, it, it, it's just amazing and I, I, I can't wait. And I, you know, I know Chuck and I, Chuck and I represent the high school guys. So we, we just can't wait. So when I'm speaking on the loading dock at three forty-five AM on Saturday night, you know, save me a couple pallets. That's it. Uh, I'll be out there with, you know, the maitre d's or whatever. <laughs> well, hopefully you're moving some, some product at that point and we're just, we're, we're unloading trucks. Um, <laughs> You know, there's, there's so much inside that, Butch. I think one thing is this, you know, you and I and our relationships, uh, very fruitful and, and, and a great um, back and forth and, and certain a constant support on both ends. I don't feel comfortable doing this with a lot of people, but you, I most certainly do because I know where you're, I know how you're engineered. I want you to spend some questions back at me. What do you got? Well, I'd like to know, um, I'll reverse it on you a little bit. Um, what have you learned after doing all the podcasts? You know, you're at a hundred. Um, what have you learned from the podcast? Mm, that's a, how long do we got? Uh, well, I guess I'm in charge of that, but I'm not going <laughs> to keep us too long. Um, it, it's amazing. Uh, to, to open that up, I know that when I look across all the fundamentals of the game, I can live in that world for a second. All the fundamentals, man, I, I never coached them when I compare myself to the people that I've interviewed. I, I really, I really believe that. And I say that a few times on the show, but like, you know, Marty Lease was one. Kai and Tuck and Billy uh, on the infield because I was an infield guy. When I, when I spend time with them and they lay out the way that they're doing things, Butch, that's my first thought is, dude, I never even came close. Nate Trotsky, that episode, right. I went, I sat back in my chair and went, I'm not even coming close, man. I did a disservice to my guys. Obviously, talked about Tallarico and Matt, Matt Reiser's uh, green light system and like you're you just go, man, I just, I should have been better. I could have been better. But I think what I've learned is that the only way that I could have survived in this role as a host is I had to come to peace with my coaching career. And, 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 and hopefully listeners have, I've tried to be very transparent about that. The way that I've got, that I went about it wasn't the right way. There's a lot of things. I'm your own worst critic, but you know, I could have been, I could have been better. I could have sought out more information. I could have had more conversations. I could have uh, really challenged my thoughts a little bit deeper. I could have been better at being less transactional and more transformational. I could have done those things so that, that those are the things that have really stuck out to me is, you know, uh, the, the first maybe 20 or 30 shows I'm going, gosh, I really want to go back and coach and really do it differently. And then it's like, but you know what? That's not my space. Now my space is to live in this and be in essence, a coach's coach, but more importantly, connect you guys with each other through the airwaves so that this guy can teach all of us the man, there's a different way to do it. And how can you apply that to your program? Those are the things that stick out to me. That's awesome. And I don't think there's a better time to be a baseball coach. There has never yeah. been a better time to be a baseball dead coach on than there, right man. now because uh, the mind of a baseball coach and the heart of a baseball coach is to share. Yes. And you guys allow great baseball guys to lay it out on the table mm -hmm. and share it with each other. And I, you know, I'm just so glad that I am still coaching. And I can still implement this stuff and That's I can it. still actually pick up the phone and call a guy and he will lay it all out and make sure my team gets the right information. I love it. You know, just, just being the mouthpiece. Hey, how about this? How about, uh, where do you see the podcast? Where do you see it going? Where do you see ABCA 
where is Sheets taking this oh, thing for boy. the next hundred episodes <laughs> and beyond? Oh man, um, that's a big question. You know, can we go daily? I don't know, man, but I like the idea of it. It sounds really cool. I don't. The logistics might be tough. Um, could I throw out? Could you like introduce like an ABCA coloring book for like the dumb guys like me? <laughs> we can. I'm just. It's go. in the works. A flip book on how to how to coach baseball. <laughs> flip book. Um, you know, it, we've definitely talked about more, and I don't know if that if that truly makes sense. Again, a lot of this is generating from my desk. We've got a lot of things we're really looking to do here in the national office that I think you'll see over time the next coming months that, I mean, we're really, really expanding our platform here as the educational, in essence, starship uh, of the baseball coaching community. But you know what? Again, I think the mission is is just like it's been is what started off as a, as a show I thought was going to be about just baseball, like the nuts and bolts of baseball. And it's really been an opportunity to use the airwaves to challenge the hearts of coaches and to, you know, really grow the and positively influence the culture of coaching and coaches, and especially the ones that are that are loyal to what we do. That's going to continue. I mean, I think that the mission and the and the theme that you hear when you connect with, you mentioned, you know, Chuck and yourself and Ryan McGinnis on the high school level, when you talk about Tom Griffin and uh, Matt Deggs, and you talk about Coach Corbin and, and Clay Cox and all the guys that are on the college level, and you think about even the Clint Hurdles and the Trevor Hoffmans and the guys in the pro sphere, when you blend all those guys together, you start to figure out that we're all the same guy. We're all exactly the same dude. We've all had adversity. We've all been challenged. But more than that, it's I think as we grow forward, it's really just continue to, to further the message that, man, you have to, as a coach, commit to being a lifelong learner. And it's not lip service. It's not talking it. You got to walk it. And and what are your actions and your daily routines say about who you are as a lifelong learner? Do you take notes? Do you read books? Do you listen to podcasts? Do you pick up the phone? Do you find the opportunities at convention to maybe step away from the social area and take a couple chairs and just find a, a corner and really break it down with someone or before the convention plan to say, hey, man, when I see you at, in Dallas, man, we need to talk about X, Y, and Z. Do you, are you finding those opportunities to constantly stay in that growth mindset? So that's where the show is going, man. We're going to continue to explore that, grow that, this community. And like you said, man, and I, I can't say it any better than what you did is that, yeah, I want every single coach. I mean, it, every dad, every, every person that thinks they love the game of baseball, man, just jump in this fraternity for just a little bit. Just dip your toe in and see what we're about. Because I think if we're really growing the game of baseball, it can't be about just the ones that are passionate about who we are right now. It's the ones we haven't met yet. You know, all these coaches out there are future ABCA members. We just haven't met them yet. And we've got to find a way to get to them. So you see the Why ABCA Challenge. And let me spin that back to you, man. We're talking about Why ABCA. And uh, I just want to let you know your your video. I'm, I'm waiting and it's coming. I know it's coming. I'm going to put pressure on you. I can do that because I love you. But think about Why ABCA. If you're talking to those coaches right now, Butch, I'm a, you know, again, a loyal guy, proud member. Spin it to them and convince them that they need to be part of the fraternity and have them show up in Dallas. What do you got for them? Well, first of all, on my video, I tried three times to make the video, but <laughs> I'm doing something wrong with my phone. Okay. So I, I got an assistant coach that's in charge of technology. There stuff. you go. He, he's going to do it. Um, <laughs> I think why, why ABCA? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think I have this thing and being a psychology teacher and a sociology teacher for 32 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I have this thing where I think I have a theory that people are probably good at three things in their lifetime. Mm. They're, they're, they're probably good for, for their entire lifetime at three things. 
And I had this passion for baseball. It started when I was young. It was a way for my parents to get me involved mm -hmm. uh, with other kids. And I stuttered when I was a little kid, that kind of thing. And it was a way to socialize. Mm -hmm. And it's just morphed into this thing where, I, I, like a lot of baseball guys, I can't get enough. Yeah. And I think ABCA uh, gives me that. It just keeps pumping passion into my blood. And, you know, I'll, I just want to know a better way. And I, I want to know an easier way for my guys that produces results. And I'm like so many coaches. I, you know, I wish ABCA, I think you guys are doing a misservice. I think it should be a week long. It should just be a week long celebration of baseball coaches. Mm. Cause I'm telling you, I, I end up getting like three hours of sleep and you know, it takes me forever cause I'm older now to recover from that. Sure. But, um, ABCA, you know, it, I will go to my grave thanking you, uh, thanking Bart. Uh, and everybody at ABCA for what you guys have done to grow the game and nobody does it better. Nobody grows anything better than you guys have grown this. And you know, I'm not, I'm not blowing your horn there, but I'm blowing your horn and you were the right guy. That's another one of my theories. There's a right guy for every situation. Mm. And I can't think of two better guys to be liaisons ABCA between baseball and coaches than you two, because you have a passion for spreading the word, not just the game, but you guys spread the word and you're like begging guys to be a part of this when in reality we should just every day thank you for allowing us to be part of it. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Trust me. But before we go, can yes. I, can I do it? Please do. Coming to you live from <laughs> Cookville High School in Cookville, Tennessee. I've been practicing that. <laughs> You've been holding that in. We're dialing into the Rocky Mountains today. We're going to connect with the assistant at Air Force Academy, former podcast guest, CJ Gilman. Gilly, thanks for jumping on the call with us. Sheets, thanks for having me, man. I'm more than happy to do it. We're excited to get you back on. we got a lot we want to cover here, but where I want to start is when you think about the 100th episode, you came on at a really good time, man. Episode 67, you actually, with Todd Williams from Kentucky, you kicked off 2018, our episodes, straight out of the convention. And when you think about your experience coming on the show, I know that you and I, we spent a lot of time before that, after that, obviously talking and texting and communicating, but coming on the show, how was that? Uh, spending time with Todd on air, and, and that was a great hour and a half conversation about offensive play. Um, and then also after the show, what's some of the feedback that you got from our loyal listeners? Yeah, I think, well, first off, I think they say you saved the best for last, so I'm not sure what you're trying to tell me by bringing me on first <laughs> in that year, but uh, we'll save that for a later date. Maybe yeah. I'll get you down in Dallas with that. That's it. Um, honestly, the feedback was awesome. Um, I got so many messages from so many people that I didn't even know um, would listen or mm. would um, have kids that are interested in the Air Force Academy or just interested in hitting alone. Obviously, you know, doing it with Todd, um, their offense at Kentucky, it was, it was fun for me to kind of watch. I got to watch him the year before. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to then follow him through that year between Todd and Roland and watching their offense, um, just kind of tick. And it's, uh, it was funny, man, that, you know, I got a lot of, a lot of questions on, Hey coach, can you send me, can you send me the air force hitters log? And I'm like, guys, it's just like, it's just a handle on Twitter. Yeah. It's um, on Twitter. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, well, there is no physical copy. It's literally just out there in the cloud. So if uh, 
if the robots take over and, you know, Red Dawn happens with the AI movement, I think the Air Force hitters log might be gone. So you better go get it while it's out there, I guess. There, get you a follow. There's, there's no hard copy there. That's awesome. You know, a really cool question that I was just, just thinking about as we were going through that was, uh, and I knew it was a little risky on air that we're going to, I was going to ask, you know, Hey, CJ, while listening to this conversation, what are some things you learned from Todd that have really challenged the way you think and Todd's vice versa in terms of that question, what are some things that maybe through that podcast, you even, you know, we stopped the record button and you still went, man, I don't know, maybe we could do something a little bit different. Maybe I could teach that a little bit uh, more uniquely. Is there anything that popped off? Yeah, I think, um, I think when you talk, you know, there's, there's two things about hitting, right? There's, there's talking about hitting and then there's actually hitting, um, you know, kind of in theory and practice. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of in theory experts out there. Um, and not to, not to knock anybody or anything like that, but like, there's, there's a huge element of, especially when you're a coach and when you get paid to be the hitting coach and if you don't hit, you know, it's your fault. Um, there's, there's a huge element of, it just has to work in the game. Um, no matter how sexy it sounds or, or, you know, what words you're using. And I think when I talk to Todd a lot, that is kind of the feedback. It's almost like he's, you know, gone his whole career and he's gotten rid of all the, all the extraneous stuff, all the fluff. And like when he talks about his offense, man, it's just about scoring runs. Um, and you know, it doesn't matter what launch angle you're talking about or your exit velo, all those things, are literally awesome and I love them. But if you don't score runs with them, then you're wasting time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, that was a big takeaway for me was just like, you know, the, especially in the off season, especially when you go to, you go to the convention, it's like you leave the convention with 6 billion different things that you can do. And if you're, if you're not, um, I don't want to say not careful, but like, it's very easy to stray from maybe your center of what's made you successful. Um, and so, or if you're, if you haven't had any success, maybe you're brand new into, into coaching, um, you know, or your team is brand new or you're putting together a travel team or you're a high school coach where you get the kids that live in the area and not some kids uh, that you recruited and picked. Like it would be very easy to, just get in a giant spaghetti trap there and keep going every, you know, millions of different ways instead of staying to what you at least know and what you know does work. Um, and I think for me, man, it was, it was good because at the beginning of last year, you know, we're coming off of a year where we really hit, we really did some good offensive things and we graduated, all those guys graduated. And, uh, so we were replacing the majority of them. We had older players, but, youthful, um, you know, young in terms of experience. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, we opened up the year one, we were at Hawaii and it's like, it's tough to to run a ball out of there. We we ran into some balls that we thought were maybe going to bang the wall or go over and, uh, and they didn't. And I think, you know, the youth of our guys, it, it was hard for them to, to really stick to what should have been our approach, but it wasn't their fault necessarily. Um, I might've glazed over some things that we had absolutely harped on in the past. Um, and you know, you kind of just don't, you don't, you don't harp on them that fall because, um, for the last three years, these older guys have, they've known it. They know how to take a good BP. They know what BP should look like. Right. Um, and it never really smacked me in the face 
until I kind of went back and listened to the podcast and I'm listening to Todd talk and I'm thinking about that day. It's, you know, the middle end of January or whatever. And I got a freshman taking BP and he hops in for his first round and it's just roll over city to the third baseman. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like, well, this is not our BP approach. Like, what are we doing? And, and after that, it's like, Oh, we, we haven't, we haven't hammered this home. And so I think, you know, and talking to Todd and one thing that he does so well is like the game is the game, you know, yes. it's been the game for, for the last, I don't know how many years he's been coaching, but there's a lot of experience in there. And so, um, the game doesn't change, man. You got to start from, you start from the first block and then you build, you build the house from there. And I think that's something that, uh, kind of comes through when you listen to him talk. It really just hammers it home. That's it. Well, let's give a nod to coach Williams real quick. We're going to give his signature. Mm, you know, when he's really getting, <laughs> when he's getting on a point and, and it, I love that. And again, that's a, that is a Williams special. Um, Here's the thing about us, CJ, like you and I being good buddies, and I always know you're listening. I always know when we put out a show, it's going to take a couple days. Sometimes it's the day of, and you're going to text me and go, man, that was really good. Or you'll text me a, a, a quote that really stuck away to you, which I love. I love the takeaways when we hear from our, our loyal listeners as to what really punched them on the other end of the call. So I guess when I'm asking that, like, what have you really taken away from the shows? What's been the things that throughout that you've listened that really stuck out to you? And then what are specific, maybe favorite episodes that jump off to you? That like, man, I really liked listening to that guy. What would you offer? Obviously, you run through the filter of you're not just bringing anybody on your podcast. So sure. I, I think by you putting it out, it's telling me um, or any listener like, hey, there's something in here. There's something worthwhile in mm -hmm. here from somebody in your sport uh, that's doing what you're trying to do. Every single person that shows up to the ABCA convention, they don't show up there for the food, right? The food <laughs> might be good, but they're showing up there to get better and to try to win more games. Um, and so when you put a podcast out, you're telling us that there's, there's a nugget in there, at least a nugget, right? Yeah. I might be a hitting coach that wants to hit the ball in the air and hit home runs, and you might be bringing on a pitching coach that wants to get all ground balls and you know, do the, you know, they're trying to do everything that we're not trying to do, Yeah. but that's exactly it. Like, let's get behind enemy lines a little bit, you know, let's, uh, <laughs> let's see what they're trying to do to us so we can combat it a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, so I don't know that I've ever listened to an episode that I didn't get something from similar to at the convention. I don't think I've ever heard a speaker that you didn't get something from. If it's a high school coach that you have on there, um, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of times I've figured out better ways to, you know, maybe relate to that guy to hopefully get some players from his program. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, all kinds of different things like that. But, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before. I think when I, when I see whoever you put up, my first thought is like, Oh, nice. That guy, um, is either like a total, you know, tactician. He's in his, he's in his spot. He's the outfield guy, right? Like I yep. love listening to JT Mack talk about outfield yep. play. Um, or, you know, you get Jason Ochart on there and he's talking about hitting. We, you know, uh, Jason, Jason and I walk a very similar line, I think. Um, and I think he's very cognizant of he's, you know, he's building hitters that have to work not only inside, but they got to work out on the field too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, guys that really dig down into one tiny little piece, um, the way I look at it is like, you know, if, if I'm listening to Jason talk about hitting, I'm listening to somebody that's done 10 million hours of digging down one tiny little hole to figure out one thing. Like 
that's perfect for me. Cause I got to teach, you know, catchers and then hitters and then you got to recruit and you got to right. do all things like that. So it's like, this guy does all the work for you and puts it up on a silver platter for you to, you know, inject it into your program if it's what works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so those have been great. And then obviously I think the big thing that I love is, is when, is when you get a guy on there, that's a head coach at a program that's had a lot of success, whether, you know, no matter what level it is, because, yep. um, I want to be a head coach one day. And so it's just like, um, you know, if you're not preparing every single day when you're an assistant, if you're not preparing to be a head coach one day, it doesn't mean you're always looking for a head coaching job or another job or anything like that, but you're kind of just taking all the nuggets and you're backloading them and you're tossing them on the back burner. And then if that, you know, if that chance, if that possibility ever comes through one day where you get to be a head coach, it's like, okay, I've got some tools. I got some Mm -hmm. ideas. I at least have a place to start. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's where I think the ABCA man is, is so valuable is it's given us tools, man. When, when, uh, when you show up, there's like, you could show up as a blank slate. And if you got a job the day before and someone said you need to teach pitching and you've been a hitting coach and an outfielder your whole life, like you're going to at least have a shot, you know, yeah. you're going to have somewhere to start, yeah. uh, somewhere to gain some traction. So, um, and then, you know, I think you've had coach Heath around here, coach Pollard, uh, coach O'Connor, you know, I think they're successful programs for a reason. So it's, you know, those are, they have been some of my favorite ones. And then, uh, one of my kind of sleeper picks, my favorite one might've been Jake McKinley. Um, oh, yes. just the, just the way that he thinks and the way that he talks. Um, I, I just, I can relate to that. That's how I want to think. That's how I want to speak to my players. I think, um, you know, I think it gives you a lot of insight. All the different shows give you a lot of insight on, um, you know, maybe how to treat your players if you want to be successful. Mm, that's so good. You know, um, when we started the podcast, it was about content. That was the mission is to just provide more content, more resources for our coaches that they can use, take back to their programs. And when you think about that content, and I agree with you completely, man, again, I don't get to coach anymore, but I'm listening going, oh my gosh, I would change this in my offense approach. I would teach infielders differently because of this drill or before this idea. And when you think about that content, CJ, what has really jumped off to you that literally if we showed up today, you could point to and say that showed up in our program. What would you point to? So much of it, I think would be the non-technical side, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I don't care what your backside, front side, arms, um, you know, I don't care what you're doing in your swing. So much of it would come back to like, again, man, the game is the game. So the goal is to score runs. So how are we going to do this? And what's the most realistic approach, um, to dump that into our program. So I think, um, I think what you would see, right. Is, and I, you know, there's a little bit of confirmation bias in coaching, you know, if, if you've done one thing and it's worked, um, maybe it's because of, you know, where you play or the conference you're in or, or the opponents you're facing. But, mm-hmm. um, I think more than anything, sometimes, you know, if you were to show up to our practice, you would see all the things that we preach on, you know, that, that it, maybe I talked about in the podcast with Todd, you would see all of that. Um, but you would see all of the other things that, that you hear from guys, you know, the guys that I mentioned, you know, coach Heathner, Jason Ochart, even JT um, and our, with our outfielders, you would see all of that being driven home. You would see, oh yeah, I've heard about that. Oh, this is how it, you know, this is what it looks like in practice or, mm-hmm. um, you know, oh yeah, I've heard people talk about this. This is what a hitter that does that would look like. Um, so I think if you're, 
if you're going to be good, you better have a plan. And if you're going to have a plan, you better be intentional with your plan. And if, if that plan's intentional and you're going to do it every day, it better have some merit to it. And so I think, um, you know, just every single time that you hear something on the, on your podcast, the thought is like, okay, that fits, that confirms what we're doing or, Hey, that, that does not fit what we do. This is not like our mold. What's different here. And so, you know, maybe it's whatever they play in a different park that wouldn't be conducive to it. Or, um, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're an assistant coach and their head coach has, um, a different recruiting philosophy and maybe all of their money is dumped into, uh, arms and they've got to do, um, you know, you have to do something a little bit different, but you better go in and figure out like, why is this different if they're still successful, right? Am I sure. missing something here? Um, so you definitely don't want to go willy nilly and just, and change everything you do every different week based on what podcast you listen to, but you do need to take it. If it works you, and it's what you do in your program. Good. That's a check mark in the confirmation side. If you, if you listen to it and they're really good and it's completely different, you better be able to sort out why it's different. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's something, you know, that, that you would definitely see in our practice is you would see everything that we preach, you would see it, um, because we believe in it. Yeah, that's it. Wow. And well, obviously we appreciate you being loyal to the association, man, being part of what we do inside of our first 100 episodes. And I saw you jumped on the hashtag YABCA movement yesterday that we uh, kicked up and got rolling. And again, it's about our loyal members, our proud members, just absolutely defining why the ABCA is so important to them. So again, I'll put you on the spot, man. Why is the ABCA so important to you? It's easy. Um, your toolbox, man. Your coaching toolbox is is the reason that you show up there. Um, you need more ideas. You need to know how to get better. You need to know what the best programs are doing. Um, that's why you go. But once you get there, um, I think it's, you know, the things that maybe you think about later. Um, you run into a lot of people that have had a lot of success, a lot more success than you in the game of coaching. Um, and I see them all over the place in there and you see how they handle themselves. You see how they conduct themselves. You see where they hang out. You see who they hang out with. Um, and I think it gets you in, um, it just gives you a very good idea of like, dude, if you want to be successful, this is what you're doing. Um, if you want to be successful, you know, this is, these are the people you're surrounding yourself with. Um, and then just, you know, I think, I think more than anything, it's like, technology doubles, you know, every so often, I forget what it is. I don't know if it's every year, or every five years or whatever it is. The, the bottom line is technology is moving at an incredibly fast rate. And I do not have time in my day to figure out how blast works and how hit tracks works and which new pitching machines are out there. And you know what we're doing with this and what this is going on and, and flight scope and, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, pitchers throwing pitches at, you know, I mean, just like mm -hmm. there's so much new stuff out there and I need to know what's going on and I don't have time to figure it out for myself. And so when you show up at the convention, it's nice. You walk right up to a booth. I ask Jason, what the hell's going on in the world of hitting? He gives me whatever he's on and you move on, you know? And I think that's, what's, that's, what's so cool. You have a lot of people that are experts in what they're doing and, you get, you could just sit there, you pick their brain for free. Like I'd have to fly all over the country to talk to these people, but instead they're all in one, I would, I would say little showroom, but it's not little anymore. It's enormous. So, um, you know, there's just too much info 
out there for you to not spend a couple hundred bucks to fly down there. And, you know, most programs are paying for it. But if your program can't pay for it or whatever the case might be, it's the easiest $250 you've ever spent to go fly down or whatever your plane ticket's going to cost to get to Dallas. Um, you know, it's, it's a total no brainer because it's info. If you want to get better, that's where you need to be. If you don't want to get better, then, you know, get a new job, sit behind a desk, do something else, sell insurance. Broadcasting down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I've got to connect with the head softball coach at the University of Alabama, loyal ABC member, Patrick Murphy. Murph, thanks for jumping on the call with us, my man. Hey, thank, uh, thanks a lot. Glad to be here. We're excited to have you. Let's open up a couple questions. Again, we're celebrating our 100th episode, man. We've we've hit this milestone, so we want to go back to some former guests, bring them back on. And you're, you're such a unique character inside this because, again, 32 years you've been a continuous member of the ABCA. The ABCA's meant – has to have meant something very important to you over the years in terms of what you've gotten out of being a member, attending convention, being part of our fraternity. And you actually did the hashtag YABCA video and outlined that. But for our listeners, Pat, just open up the ABCA experience that has really shaped you as a coach. And where do you see it from where you sit? When I got my uh, membership card this year and it, you know, it has your name and then it says years continuous membership and it had 32. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then the next thing I thought of was like, shoot, I only need three more because 35 is the magic number, That's right? That's it. Lifetime member. So, um, I mean, I started a long time ago and I'm sure people know this, but I started out as a high school baseball coach in, yeah. in small town, Iowa. And it just was, um, I, I'm not sure how I found out about it, but uh, I joined. And I mean, ever since then, the, the biggest thing to me is everybody has been so open with their, um, fundamentals, their teaching. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no like, uh, keeping things close to the vest. Mm-hmm. And sure. that's why I appreciate you know, somebody of the members, I mean, I could walk up to anybody at convention or I could actually pick up a phone, which I've done mm-hmm. cold call somebody. And they talk, talk to me for 10, 15 minutes. And I've done that probably five to 10 times the last couple of years. And everybody that I've called has been extremely open. And, um, I just feel like they're, uh, willing to help. And that's why I love being a member of the ABCA. You know, and it is a unique dynamic starting off as a baseball coach and moving into softball. And that's the question that a lot of listeners had. And I'll reference this in a little bit. When we talk about when you actually came on the podcast the first time, a lot of listeners are like, well, what about softball? Like, why is the softball coach so passionate about the ABCA? Could you, for the listeners that are paying attention, Murph, can you just kind of open up maybe what the parallels are, the, the obvious ones for sure, but how are you taking that content that you're learning through the association and bringing that back to Alabama? Well, you know, there's there's old school, new school, and everything, every sport. And I just think the longer I've been in this, I I just truly believe that there is one good swing, baseball, softball. Mm-hmm. You know, some people still think that there's a softball swing versus a baseball swing. I really don't. And I've I've gone back and forth, and I've listened to so many people, and I've listened to your podcast, and I've listened to other um, at different clinics and the convention, and there's just so many infield, throwing, mm-hmm. um, outfield play, catching. I mean, you name it, it goes directly to softball. And, you know, I, I even sit through, uh, some of the over, you know, the pitching, yeah. which obviously that's the biggest difference between the two sports, but you can always pick up something. And I, I remember one of the best ones that I listened to was Butch Thompson. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was when he was the pitching coach at Mississippi state, but he had competitive drills that he used to do mm-hmm. or probably still does, but in the bullpen, that you could do those same things in softball. You know, we have five pitchers this year and, um, it was things that, you know, you can relate to each sport 
And uh, I think it's just, it's a, it's a win-win for me because I, I learn a lot of new stuff every year. I, I go to the convention and um, it's just a great time. Uh, to kind of recharge the coaching batteries because it's right before my season starts. Sure. Well, I don't know if you're the first, but I'm definitely going to give you some credit here. I think your uh, outward expression of attending convention and, and meeting coaches and doing those things and being a lifelong learner, that's opened the door for us to our membership. A lot of different softball coaches that are seeing that, again, we can go to, to both conventions and we're going to gain stuff from both. And uh, we appreciate that, Murph. I think, that, again, there's a, a host that are going to be joining us in Dallas. And speaking of Dallas, my man, you've been sitting out in those chairs in that hall for a lot of years. I mean, almost as long as I've been alive, you've been sitting in those chairs. And <laughs> But now, no, you know, don't take defense to that, but then you get a chance this year to jump on the main stage. You get finally get to be a clinician at our convention. How excited are you for that? Oh, it's, it's Obviously, it's one of the biggest honors that I've ever gotten in my coaching career. And I'm really, really excited. I'm nervous. Um, I, I'm at a stage now in my career that I just want to give back. Yeah. I want to give everything away. Hmm. You know, and if I can help one coach out there with something, it's going to be worth it. Oh. But I, I literally, um, I just want to share whatever I've known or whatever I've learned um, in my coaching career. And uh, I spoke yesterday to a class at Alabama and, um, you know, I, I was, it was a sports administration class. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I said was, here's my cell phone. Well, I think two people wrote it down. And then um, after the talk was over, I said, anybody who has any questions, a kid in the front row, uh, raised his hand and he says, Hey, could you give me that cell phone yeah. number again? <laughs> right. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to help anybody and everybody and, and maybe this will be an opportunity for me. Mm, so great. You know, you've been a, a, a long time avid supporter of the podcast. I love when there's an episode that hits you or uh, a quote that jumps out and you message that over. Man, hey, that was a great interview. All that stuff helps. And again, being a two time guest, you, this is your third time. So now we've hit the trifecta with you, Murph. Uh, we brought you on episode 61, a dugout chatter episode. Great way to open up your career and really spell out uh, who you are and put a spotlight on you. And then you jumped on our indie convention interviews that we did, and you had a chance to really talk through that on site again, episode 66. And now we're on the 100th show. And so we're getting you on here. If you look back at all of those episodes, man, the ones that really stuck out to you, what ones would you point to? But then maybe just from where you sit, what is your perspective on the podcast itself? You know, I've made a couple long driving trips this summer mm -hmm. to go talk to some different coaches in different states and recruiting and whatnot. But, you know, one of the first things I do is I plug the phone in and I listen to podcasts and I try to keep up. Uh, missed a couple, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, a six hour drive, you can get in at least six, sure. uh, sometimes seven. Uh, but you know, looking back and I was looking at some of the lists and you've had some, you've done a great job with it, first of all, but, um, Probably my favorite was uh, Dan Heefner, yeah. and it's a fellow Iowa boy. He was awesome. <laughs> Jason Ochart, uh, he's close up to the top. Got to give a lot of credit to Brian O'Connor, another Iowa guy, sure. uh, Virginia baseball. I followed his career for years and years. Uh, Dr. McCabe, mm -hmm. uh, Brett McCabe, that was a um, – I listened to that. I think I was in Chicago driving uh, to watch a recruit. And that was a great conversation between the two of you. And I love the, uh, Sean Larkin mm -hmm. and Andy McKay that yep. those to me are, um, really opened my eyes to what pro baseball is doing. And that was two organizations that I think are really, um, ahead of the curve yep. doing some really cool stuff with their players, with their development. Um, and those are, those are the things that excite me. 
you know, I, I got mm. off that. I, I mean, I was trying to write stuff down and, <laughs> um, both of those were incredible, but I think one of my, uh, I don't know if I wouldn't call him under the radar, but I, I love the stuff that Matt uh, Braga from then, uh, Tennessee tech now mm-hmm. at rice, but his competitive drills and batting practice. And, you know, when he, when he was talking about it and then watching his team play this year and then sure. I, they made it all the way to supers and I was really cheering him on because I think it was a, a great, great story, but you could see, you know, some of the things that he was talking about and then, you know, seeing those kids hit, over, I think it was an old Miss and regionals and those guys got after it and you could just kind of tell, mm-hmm. um, what they did in practice was carrying over to games. And that's one of the keys for me. Uh, if you're going to do it in practice, can you do it in a game? And obviously his hitters do. It's so good. Um, you know, when you, when you think about that content that you're getting and, and the notes that you're trying to take, and we talk about taking feverish notes when you, when you're getting that, that audio gold out and it's really ringing in between your ears, like, man, that's good. And how can I apply that? How have you applied that? How have you brought some of that content? If I were to sit in the stands again at road stadium and watch you guys work out, what would show up that maybe you could correlate back to something you learned? Well, almost all the stuff in, in your podcast, <laughs> I mean, I, I steal all the time, uh, like Jason and Dan, and, um, you had the panel last year, uh, with the overload, underload, some of the hitting stuff. Yes. And we're going to, we're going to do that all fall. Yeah. And, you know, I'm determined to, to be a better hitting team and just some of those things. And it, it goes right along. It doesn't matter if it's baseball or softball. You know, if you have, um, a faster bat, you're going to get more hits because the ball's going to get through the field. And it just makes sense. So we're going to do overload, underload, and we're going to have Technology Tuesday uh, with mm-hmm. Rapsodo and Diamond Kinetics. Use that stuff on Tuesdays. Let the girls practice throughout the week, then come back next Tuesday and uh, chart everybody, see if anybody's improved, see what we need to work on for the week, and then do it again and again. So we're going to start that uh, next week on Tuesday and then go through the whole fall. And basically, if you'd come to practice, you'd see all the stuff that I uh, learned from most of these guys on the podcast. It's outstanding. Last question I got for you, Murph. We'll let you get back to, to getting the tide better today. But when you really think about becoming a lifelong learner, and that's been the mission of our show from day one, is, is how can we uh, positively change the culture of coaching? How can we tug at the hearts and the minds and challenge our listeners to really crave information and find new ways to get it, not just through our show, but like you mentioned, connect with other coaches, start conversations, and really, again, challenge what they're teaching and, and figure out the why behind it. What's your plug for lifelong learning? Well, I, I don't, you probably listened to it, but a buddy of mine sent me the, uh, George Raveling podcast. Yes. With Ken Ferris. Yes. Yes. And I grew up in small town, Iowa, and I knew coach Raveling when he was at Iowa. He spent mm-hmm. four years at Iowa and I loved him growing up and I thought he was a cool guy. And I listened to his podcast and he's now, I believe 80 years old. Mm-hmm. And if you want an example of a lifelong learner, just look at George Raveling. And that, that's, that's one of my new role models because that guy, that was incredible. And just to hear what he does every day, how he writes notes when he reads books, you know, he's got thousands probably of journals filled with things that he learned from either podcasts or books or talking with people. And he asked questions. And I mean, that was just, that's, that would be required listening, uh, for coaches, uh, in my opinion, just listen to that. And I, I listened to that on a, a road trip the other day and, it was well worth the time, but um, as a lifelong learner, uh, he's my new role model. 
Touching down in the home of the Bearcats, the head coach at Sam Houston State, Coach Matt Deggs. Matt, thanks for jumping back on the call with us, my man. Glad to be here, Chief. Thanks for having me on, man. We're excited to talk with you again. We're celebrating our 100th episode. It's amazing that we've made it this far. Um, and they haven't kicked me off the air yet. Uh, but a lot of it has to do, man, as we go back to episode 44 with you, Maddie. That's why I want to get you back on this 100th show. When you think about what episode 44 did for us, as a podcast, as an association. At that point, I tell the story often, you know, we're getting around two, three thousand, four thousand hits on our shows. You come on, episode 44 was the game changer for us, and now we're tens of thousands. So again, when I think about that show, Matt, it warms my heart. I get chill bumps when I listen to it, and I listen to it often. How was that experience for you? You know, at that point, really coming off that viral video, you and I spending some time even before the show going, hey, man, let's really detail this out. Let's make this an impactful show. And it certainly came through for our listeners. What about from your perspective? Well, Sheets, I mean, you guys, uh, what you're, the work you're doing there is providing a platform, right? Yes. And so uh, you, you guys provided the platform. Uh, obviously, you're super professional in everything you do. You made it easy. And, uh, you know, we did our homework and, and, and wanted to really present, uh, the story and everything that was going on in a, in a way that people could relate to. And I think the reason that it had the effect that it had is it it was just a story that I think everybody has something and something going on. And so, uh, they could relate and, and go, look, if it happened to this guy or, uh, it could happen to me too, but I, maybe it is happening. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but, uh there is a way out and there's a better way and, uh, all things truly are possible. And I think that was the message that was, that was conveyed that day. And you were so eloquent in in the way, you know, that it was put together and, and, uh, just a huge response from that. And uh, it, it just opened a lot of people's, uh, minds and hearts. And I had a lot of people reach out that it just gave them some hope and belief, uh, you know, that they could turn things around. That's it. You know, a really cool dynamic is the feedback that you get. And again, I know you got hit hard and, and we did as well. And it was really neat for me to have uh, ministers and to have church leaders and youth ministers and, and those type of people reach out and now get connected. And it's great. Again, baseball transcends all dynamics of life. And so for them to reach out and go, and I'm also a huge baseball fan, but what a great living, working, breathing testimony on air yeah. inside of a baseball story. And so that dynamic was really cool. I'll tell you another really neat uh, thing that came from that show, Maddie, is this. Fellow podcasters, I, I, when they go on other shows, okay, when I'm listening to Joe Ferraro's and those guys go on other podcasts and they say, hey, what other shows you know, would you recommend? He most certainly, and then a lot of the other guys will as well, say, hey, if you're going to listen to the ABC podcast, start with episode 44. Start with that one. And then dive into everything else. I mean, the life of that show has really gone outside the borders of the airways, which is really neat. Take us into the indie convention. That was a really cool, you know, segue for us to get you on the show and introduce you to everyone inside our association, and then move towards our biggest convention ever. You got to go up on the main stage. Did a fantastic job with your presentation. How was that experience? Again, coming into a room full of six thousand coaches and the feedback and the stories. How'd that go for you? Well, you know, like you said, everybody is a living, breathing, walking testimony Mm -hmm. and, and your testimony can be what you decide to make it. And, uh, the story you tell can, can, can be a great story or it can be one where, uh, you know, it's heartbreaking Mm -hmm. and the, the story that you tell through your actions and your words 
can serve to build and help other people. And uh, there's a there's a myriad of ways we could have gone at the ABCA and uh, talk baseball or, or culture leadership. And we did some of that in sure. the room afterwards. But I, I just felt it on my heart to share the story that God has put in my life. And uh, the response, like you said, man, 6,000 people, <laughs> when you step out there, it'll take your breath away a little bit. And uh, it was, the response has been incredible. And, and uh, you know, we don't have to go into the people, but it's, you know, I can't tell you the number of dudes that, that called or said, hey, uh, email, text, whatever it was. Yeah. Hey, I thought you were talking to me up there. I, oh, that's my wow. story, you know, and, and, uh, it's just had a very, very positive impact. And I think at the end of the day, uh, and whatever profession you're in, that's what you're looking to do is make a positive impact. That's it. You know, you're a guy that I throw in this category in our conversations about really being a lifelong learner, really, uh, the ability to challenge your thoughts and never really get too, uh, settled in concrete, I man. You kind of live in that dirt area where you can you can wipe the slate clean and move forward. But man, your belief system—you're always really challenging it because that's what really nurtures it. That's what really grows it. And I put you in that category of the friends that I have out there that I know are finding different ways to think outside the box and move towards a better solution. Can you point to maybe? something that's happened over the last season or year and all the traveling that you've done, or maybe it was out this summer, maybe it's even this fall as early as we are into it, where you just went, you know what? We could change that language or we could do that differently, or we could be better here. What would you offer? That's a great question because you're kind of describing where I've been personally mm -hmm. since, since the beginning of June. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm a guy that had to go back and really this summer reevaluate this program. And, and when I do that, it's got to start with reevaluate re myself. That's it. And, uh, we, you know, we won the league last year and, and, uh, had an incredible run in the conference, but 39 wins. And, and, you know, I think is the 12th rated non-conference schedule and we don't mm -hmm. get in a regional, uh, you can look at that one or two ways. You can say, look, man, we were league champions, you know, 12th rated non-conference schedule, I believe, and 39 wins in that we should go. But you can also look at it this way. We know the rules of the game. That's it. And we had 12 wins out there that I call toughness wins that, you know what, we left them on the table. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we, we could have been walking into to June with 44, 45, 46 wins. And you're not staying and, home. And so I've got to, I've got, I can't point the blame at a committee or anybody else. We know the rules of the game. We know we're on team David and, and a lot of other people are on team <laughs> Goliath. Yeah, and sure. so we know the rules. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I had to look at myself and, and say, look, yes, we have a great culture, but you can also become a victim of your culture. And, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think I, I spent all summer really, really kind of looking and scheming and thinking and, and, where can we improve? And I think it starts with our uh, building of the individual initially and then transforming into a, a unit or a team or a pack. Hmm. And so uh, we're reading a team book together, obviously, and, and just always looking for ways to go, look, this is where we dropped it. This is where we can improve, or this is where we left off what do we need to do better to, to, to walk through the gates of Omaha? I That's mean, it. the same question arose the year before when you lose to Florida state in the super regional, you, you're one inch from going to Omaha. Yep. How could we get better? And 
that's up to me. We've got, there's no blame to pass or anything else. I've got to take a hard look in the mirror and say, look, at this is where we can improve. Now let's go execute it and do it. And I think we've identified that and we've been hard at work at it. That's awesome. That's a growth mindset defined if you're paying attention listeners, which I know you are. Um, last question I got for you, Matt, because I knew you got to get to practice today. When we're thinking about YABCA, you know, hashtag YABCA, this movement that we've put on social media for guys to turn the phone around, do the verbal testimony, and talk about what the ABC has meant to them. What's the ABCA mean to you? I mean, being part of the coaching fraternity and the brotherhood that we have around the world, where's that sit on, on your desk? Well, look, just learn from me. And, and arrogance and ego have no place in this game. And this is a very, very, very – especially for the young coaches out there. It's a very small, tight-knit fraternity, uh, the world of baseball. Everybody's one to two degrees of separation. That's it. Hmm. And how you treat people matters, and, and the network you build matters because I promise you jobs don't come around because of what you know. Yeah. Uh, they're going to come around because of the relationships you've built. And then when you combine that with what you do know and your IQ and your acumen and your work ethic and loyalty and those things, then you'll have an opportunity to grow and, and climb in this game. But, uh, you know, are you a ladder climber or ladder builder? Which is it going to be? And I think when you decide that you're a ladder builder, a guy that wants to help others and, and be a part of an organization that's bigger than themselves, like the ABCA, then you're going to be a productive member and you're going to be a guy that builds lifelong relationships. And, uh, you guys, provide that opportunity in such a professional and first-class manner, I think you would be foolish not to jump in with both feet, get involved, and take part. Could not think of a better way to close down our 100th episode. We're going to dial into Santa Monica, California. We're connect with Alan Jager from Jager Sports. Big Al, welcome to the call, my friend. Sheets, what's up, buddy? I am so privileged, honored, pumped i don't know what else to say to, to be on this call with you and on behalf of the abca so i'm fired up buddy we're excited to have you and i think uh you know you are one of the very few people in my life that i allow to call me jeremy actually we were laughing last night within the first two minutes of our first podcast ever you drop a jeremy and i shuddered and uh i've, I've just accepted it ever since <laughs> Well, I, I have evolved and i've graduated i'm officially calling you sheets now yeah. i will pump a jeremy out every now and then but uh, I think it's that or, or Jer, but uh, either way, I appreciate you allowing me to use Jeremy because I, I know that's safe for people, you know, like your mom and yep. dad and wife. So <laughs> thank you, it. man. Special territory. It keeps me humble. Um, <laughs> you know, like I told you, man, to, to close down our 100th episode, I think we got to go back to where it started. And that's where I always try to remember about episode one. And it's a really great story. And loyal listeners have heard this a couple of times throughout our shows, but it was really a, a prod from Alan that said, man, Sheets, we really need to think about just doing a podcast. Why doesn't ABCA have a podcast? It's a great way to connect with coaches. We're walking along the Santa Monica beach, talking about different ideas and things that we could be doing here in the national office. And um, I laugh, I came back home and I closed my door, I shut off the world and I tried to figure out what a podcast was and how I would record it. And uh, what does it look like? Well, how did I put it together? What's the software you use? But man, it was that prod, <laughs> Alan, that, that we go back to again, our first episode released April 26th of 2016. And honestly, I can't imagine my life without this podcast. So from where you sit, I mean, you've had a great from the from the birth of this thing all the way through. Now we're in triple digits. You were there when we were uh, a, a straight up and down 
number. Now we're crooked numbers ever since. Now we're into triple digits. <laughs> You've seen this thing grow. What's your, been your perspective of the podcast? Well, for starters, I just have to say this. You know, we're, we're, we're walking out here by my place in Santa Monica, and I think one of the things that stood out to me that I brought up about the podcast is all you were talking about, which is all you, is outreach and, commu- and connection and community and spreading the word. And, uh, and for me, I think that's why the, the idea of the podcast jumped out is because I just felt like that you were just this living, breathing organism of someone that is so passionate about sharing and community and growing the game. And, and so that's what really stuck out to me more than anything is I just thought, man, you have the greatest platform because the ABCA represents this whole concept of community and culture and growing the game. And you as the quote unquote, you know, college liaison, I was thinking to myself, well, and, and as you know, with me, I mean, I know I'm going to make you blush, but you're just a natural at communicating. You're a great listener. You're a great speaker. And it was just your way of um, pulling the best out of people. And I just thought it's you here. It is. And, and you could do this. And I'm so pumped that, uh, you love the idea. I'm so pumped you went home and, and also made that your, you know, your next mission. And to think now, kind of back to your question, a hundred, I mean, it sounds funny. I'm getting goosebumps, literally. It's but unbelievable. To think from that day, walking out here by the beach two and a half years ago, to think that this is episode 100, it's just, it's mind blowing. And, and I look and I scroll down at the archives of the, the people that have been on this and, it it just blows my mind. And, and and honestly, from a very humble point of view, to think that, you know, I was able to be part of the first one with, with Butch and Nate and Brownie. Um, what a, what a special, I mean, I still look back and think to myself, man, that was just such a special thing. It was the birth. I mean, it's the first, the inaugural, whatever you want to call it, but it was the birth of this idea that you put into motion. And uh, so anyway, I'm sorry for the long tangent, but just know that that, that in a way answers the question, you know, what it's meant to me is I just look back and I think the growth of what you have done with the podcast, how that's led to, you know, the, the ABCA chat rooms that are just off the charts. The community there is unbelievable. I remember Mm -hmm. the show in Indianapolis last year, it was like a community of guys that were on the chat when you saw somebody or if you see them on Twitter, it's just so cool. You feel like that, you know, there's that, 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 chat room community, if you will, um, how the Barnstormers has grown out of this whole deal. So I guess, man, for me, it's just been, it's, it's been so fun and cool and really in a way gratifying. It's been gratifying to see this little idea we were talking about two and a half years ago, just grow into what it's grown into. It's awesome. Well, you have always been from day one, an unapologetic fan of the podcast and, and certainly helping that out <laughs> through social media, the way you know you jump on the ABCA chats and, and really help further and grow that community as well. And so again, more than appreciative of the efforts that you've had in getting of spearheading this project with me. When you think about, you know, coming on and this is a cool moment, man, we're setting records just by connecting here on the phone. You are the very first four time guest on the podcast, <laughs> the very first to ever get this done. Uh, and I hope there's a, a thousand more that, that get that opportunity, but I mean, you're, you're episode one, you're episode 34, you're episode 65, and now you're episode 100. Uh, when you think about those different moments and they're all different and unique to themselves, episode one was 
simply arm care and development. 34 was the year-round approach to arm training with Kyle Bodie and Eric Cressy. And then we got a chance to connect in Indianapolis with the first time we'd ever done podcast interviews on site. When you think about all the different experiences on there, what, what are some of the takeaways that hit you? Well, number one, you know, I'm a student too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sitting there on the phone. I, I learn from talking to you. I'm listening to Nate. I'm listening to Butch. I'm listening to Brownie. Uh, I, I'm just getting better on the phone. I mean, even though, you know, we're, we're sitting there talking about uh, a theme that's ne- near and dear to my heart, arm care, arm development, mm-hmm. injury prevention. I, I just love the fact that I'm on the phone with these, these, these geniuses that I'm just picking in and, and, and learning and growing myself. Also, the community and the connection. These are friends of mine. The fact that um, I get to be on a phone call with, you know, four unbelievable people, obviously, that includes you. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it's a, I guess it's just a special feeling to be part of that. And then, you know, doing the thing with Eric and Kyle and, and again, more in the arm training, arm care field, uh, same idea, just uh, be, being part of, uh, I guess, uh, a, a group of guys that were, were really trying to make a difference in the community. We're really trying mm-hmm. to keep kids healthy. We're really trying to educate kids. And then, man, to do the, the podcast that are live at the, at the ABCA show, I mean, that, that was also very special because it was a chance for you and I to really bond and, you know, on site and in the fire, in the fire in a good way. I I loved it. And, uh, so, uh, you know, all these things, all these experiences, man, are so rich is a word that just jumps out at me. It's a very rich experience. It's very, very meaningful. Um, it's very gratifying. And, you know, it's funny because it sort of, it, it, makes me think now because of that first day that we were together and we were out there just walking, <laughs> walking by the beach. And now I think to myself, what has this been like for you? I mean, here you are, you know, you're coming out here to do some surveillance, uh, is surveillance the right way? Uh, you know, <laughs> for the ABCA term. show in Anaheim, Yeah. you know, and I know that was recon, the original recon mission. <laughs> Let's call it recon. And yeah. you're out here doing recon and here we are just walking along and we're just, you know, throwing stuff out there. Well, it's a hundred episodes for you. And by the way, congratulations, because I know how hard you work. I know how passionate you are. I know how much time you put into all of this, not just the podcast, but again, the chats and the barnstorming tours. But I guess my question is, is what's this experience been like for you two and a half years later? And, you know, what have been some of your, your takeaways? And I guess some of the things that have stood out to you. Mm. Oh, how the tides have turned. Um, I I was laughing (laughs) as you were talking, man, because I I go back to the growth and, and that's been the central key of this podcast is, is how can we grow coaches? And, uh, I'm laughing because I'm putting myself that Saturday morning, um, trying to account for all the different time zones and I'm in my office. I'm the only one in the national office and I'm recording this podcast. It's episode one. I'm going to use music that I created on my Mac computer and garage band, uh, to intro the show. I, I, I worked on that intro and I screwed it up at least 30 times before I got it right. And, um, I had never, I told you this yesterday. I'd never really gone back and listened to that show. Um, I just kind of let it breathe and I started moving forward and I never looked back and I just occasionally would click into those first 20 or so shows where we didn't have audio figured out and I wasn't very comfortable and I was still trying to find my way. And you know, it's a really redeeming moment to really take some, just a moment. I appreciate you even flooring it to, to step back and, and think about where we were in April of 16. Um, you know, a really cool dynamic. I think Alan, I appreciate you asking is when you, when you think about 
the mission of the show. And, and our loyal listeners have heard me say this a number of times. When you when you start a baseball podcast, you're 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 engineered by the baseball coach, and you're going, man, we're going to break infield down. We're going to break down arm care and development. We're going to break down outfield play, catching all these different dynamics. And the one moment was Butch Thompson, and it was the quote graphic that I used was, "We're in the business of building men." And I remember mm-hmm. him saying that. And I sat back from the mic. I mean, I sat back in my chair. It, it pushed me away. And I went, man, no, no, no. This is so much bigger than infield play. Like dudes can, can can get on this show and they can hear about how to turn a better double play. But man, they need to learn how to really change the hearts of the players they're going to coach. And more than that, this podcast can be a platform to change the heart of the coach themselves. So how can we use this platform? How can we be the association that that puts out a product each week that truly truly positively changes the culture of coaching. And that has been the mission from day one. And it's, it's come borrow a term from our relationship organically in that (laughs) these, these coaches, man, that those are the type of people that are involved in the ABCA. Those are the ones that are out there having major success. They're not the ones chasing wins. Wins are a byproduct of investing in winning the people battle. And that's been the really cool part is to hear that come out. Um, I tell you it all the time, man. I'm learning right there with you. I am. If I could go back and coach, I'd be a completely 180 degree turn, a different dude in the dugout. And it's just, it's again, when we think about 100 episodes, it's really cool to step back and go, man. Not only have have our listeners grown and the impact that it's had, but man, it's it's really helped me personally. It's really helped me come to grips with being away from coaching and now really fulfilling this role as the coach's coach and trying to find a way to, to provide content to help more coaches. And it's a really, uh, it really is a really humbling feeling to think about we've made it this far. Well, it's a powerful takeaway because for you to be able to come out from your end where you're really, you're trying to prompt coaches and talk about specific parts of the game, as you mentioned, and then for the takeaway to ultimately be more about life yeah. and more about changing the person and changing the culture for in a, in a healthy dynamic. I mean, what, what more could you be giving? Yeah. And, and I yeah. think that's, it's very inspiring to hear you talk about that. And I'm with you, man. I think at the end of the day, I think we're dealing with the person first. I t- I'm borrowing this from something. I think I, I don't know if it was Gabe Kapler, but someone in the Dodgers or it might've been Chris Fetter, but <clears throat> One of the main things the Dodgers, I think, have focused on in the last couple of years is this theme of develop the person first, not the player necessarily. Yep. And I think that's profound. And I think that that's obviously what your, your takeaway has been about. And look, man, I could tell you this as buddies. I could tell you this as someone who loves everything that, that you've, been, you've been doing. The, the impact, <clears throat> there's no way you can even comprehend it because the amount of people that are watching, listening, learning, um, it's countless. And, uh, and you can tell, you know, just like this, this YABCA challenge you, you did, you did starting yesterday. I I just get blown away by how many people created a video, posted it in support of the ABCA and support of the cause, because the cause ultimately comes down to what you just said so perfectly. It's really about, the development, the bettering, the the, the culture of uh, of us all getting better as people, and and having healthier relationships, and positioning us to, you know, optimize our performance and abilities and and our culture, That's right. um, because we're looking at it from that point of view rather than just the X's and O's. Man, I think you just—it's cool how you sum that up, man. And I'm glad 100 episodes later, it's kind of neat to hear what your main 
takeaway has been. But uh, yeah. I think it's cool that people hear that as well because you've been grinding hard to bring so much good stuff to people and, and, and impact the community so dramatically. And I think it's it's neat for people to hear your end. Yeah, well, I appreciate you know, what, what you've gotten out of this two and a half years later, man. And I, again, congrats, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it's amazing how much this has grown and evolved and the support obviously is just off the charts. And, uh, uh like I said earlier, man, it's just been such an honor to be part of all of this. Uh, it's really cool that we're all on the same team. That's the beauty of it. It's really trying to bring this group together, our, our listeners, our community, our association, our membership, and bring that group together, um, and, and make a more formal push to really grow the game of baseball. And this just being a, a piece of that puzzle. Now you mentioned that hashtag YABCA movement. You did a fantastic video. If you haven't seen that, go to Twitter, had all your ABCA badges, uh, proudly displayed. Um, but, but Alan, I mean, you, you're a guy that you've seen the ABCA grow, uh, over your, the course of your career, being involved, being an exhibitor, uh, obviously what you do inside of different programs, whether it's college or uh, professional organizations, obviously uh, high school and youth programs that, that, that subscribe to what you guys do. So when you think about YABCA, when you think about the Dallas Convention coming up, uh, when you think about, again, all the resources, the barnstormers, the podcasts, all the things that we do in this association, if you could, what's your take on the upcoming event? And obviously you're fired up to get to Dallas, but then for every coach that's out there, man, across every front of amateur baseball, why should they be part of the ABCA in your opinion? Well, to me, I always come back to the same common words. It's it's community. It's connection. Um, I mean, to me, I think those are one and two. I mean, obviously that, that encompasses relationships and mm-hmm. You know, I have some of my best relationships in life um, from the ABCA people I've met there. Uh, I met Butch Thompson there for the first time. Um, I mean, he's just one name that jumps out at me. Greg Moore over at Northridge, uh, Tyler, uh, Skyler Mead. Um, you know, there's people I've just met um, because I was at the ABCA. And, and as you know, and as many people talk about, uh, you get a chance to go to the clinics. You get to hear so many amazing people speak. The exhibit hall is like 4,000 times bigger than it used to be. Uh, it's unbelievable uh, what's out there, the innovation, the access to people and their products. And then as we both know so much, it's the, it's the elevator rides. It's the stairwell. That's it's it. the coffee shop. It's the two in the morning uh, spontaneous conversations. Um, those things happen all weekend long, and it's nonstop. And, and I just, for me, I mean, I, I, I've said this a million times, but when you go to the ABCA show, it's a kind of experience you just can't explain. I mean, I tried my best just there, but you just can't explain it until you live it. And once you live it, you look back and go, wow, I, I, you know, I, I, I think of like the first time I went to Europe, I was thinking about this earlier and, you know, people tell you how amazing and magical and mystical and different going to Europe is, and you can use a lot of different analogies. Mm-hmm. And until I went to Europe the first time and I heard people and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And I, and I, and I'm sure it was, you know, and they're, to them, yeah. <laughs> but until I went and had my world rocked and then lived the experience, it's just hard to be able to relate to it, to that level. And I think that I, I would urge any coach that's even considering going or thinking about going or interested in going make it a slam dunk because after those four days are over and you're on your way home, you'll look back and, and it'll be one of the, 
I wouldn't even just say one of the best baseball experiences of your life. I think it'll be one of the better life experiences you have for, you know, for all the reasons I just mentioned. That's awesome. Great words. I'll echo those. And again, I don't know very many guys that come to the show that went, you know what? I wish I would have done something different for the last four days. They enjoy baseball heaven and all everything that comes with it. Alan, thanks for being such a, a avid supporter of what we're doing here at the association, uh, a loyal vendor, you know, part of our trade show, the world's largest baseball trade show. More than that, man, a great friend. Thanks for being on with us. Thanks for the support. Thanks for prompting us to get this thing rolling. And thanks for walking us into 100 episodes, man. Thanks for jumping on with us. Sheets, I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough. And as you know, man, I, I just so appreciate everything you do. And again, thanks a million for, for having me on. Thanks so much for dialing into our Calls from the Clubhouse podcast and checking out another one of our Dugout Chatter episodes. We love highlighting our loyal members, and we appreciate you letting us deliver some certified audio gold to each of you checking out this show. Here at the American Baseball Coaches Association, we are here to serve coaches around the world with almost 10,000 inside our coaching fraternity, so let us know how we can help. Head over to our website, abca.org, for more information. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Twitter, at ABCA1945. And feel free to reach out to me directly on Twitter, at CoachSheets3, or by email, Sheets, S-H-E-E-T-S, at abca.org. We'd love to hear from our proud members and continue to find ways to keep growing the game together. And as always, coaches, thank you for listening in, staying dialed into our Calls from the Clubhouse podcast. Until next week, we ask you keep growing, keep developing, keep challenging yourself inside this game. We wish you and your club the very best, and thank you for what you're doing for the game of baseball. Baseball.